One, two, three, four, five. <laughs> Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on episode ninety-four, and um, yeah, this I, I just realized before we started this that this will be the first video that has gone up to the YouTube channel in two weeks. Mostly because really? yeah, I haven't had a chance to edit anything. I've been moving everything into the house. So once I moved in and I have my setup done a, up there, I'll... What? Didn't film review go up last week? No, it. I thought it was this weekend, but what this weekend is what we're recording right now. Yeah. So that goes up next Saturday. Okay, cool. Look forward to that. <laughs> yeah, we finally did a movie review. Uh, that's something to start yeah. off the podcast with. Mm. Um, but yeah, you said you had something that you wanted to start us off with. So I've had an, uh, two of my topics... This week, this uh, day fortnight, <laughs> is are, are from ads that pop up from YouTube videos. And now I know what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, he clearly doesn't have ad blocker on any of his devices because he's a good person. Uh, I've only got it on it's my not computer. Entirely true. I've got it on my home computer, but not <laughs> not not in other places. Um, and so I saw these adverts, and there were two of them. First one is one I think you'll fucking love. Or send you insane. One or the other. We'll find out. So it was a Lego advert. And I'm like, ooh, Lego. Why don't I ever get fun ads? Like, all the ads I get on YouTube are shit. Alright, go on. Sorry. It's like digitized Lego. I was like, this isn't like Lego Lego. This is digital Lego. So it's a game of some sort. Okay, fine. Alright, there's a new kind of Lego game coming out, right? Lego Brawl. So... Super Smash Bros. Brawl style, but it's all Lego characters. Now, the multiverse has just come out, and if you're in the loop with gaming, you'll know that there's some pretty bad reviews for it. What's the multiverse? Uh, like, Scooby-Doo characters. Oh, I saw, yeah, no, never mind, I saw a donkey video on this. Yeah, I know what it is. Yeah. Um, so now Lego's chipping in, and... Ironically, just before we started this, we were talking about how game companies reproduce and reproduce and reproduce formulas yeah. that work, like Castlevania. But this feels like a reproduction of a thing that was popular in the Wii era, which is like five years ago, I would I, say. I think it's, it's had a bit of a resurgence, like um, the, super, the new one, the Super Smash Brothers All-Stars or whatever it was. That one was pretty <sighs> big for a while. I don't, I don't... And it was big because it was a copy of the original. And I, okay, granted, I haven't played a new one, but it looks exactly the fucking same. It's it is, but the, it's that that's expected. Every every new super. So I've played every Super Smash Brothers game, um, yeah. because I really liked them. So did most of my friends. But I play all the way back to the N sixty four, and that's all they are. It's the same game with a few new mechanics and some new characters. The new characters is why people buy the next one because they want to have like more fighters and more arenas and more maps. But the features and the gameplay is identical. It's like... It's FIFA Syndrome. No, it's... No, no. I wouldn't... It, I would never put it in that category. No. Absolutely. You're looking smug, but you're completely... This sounds... You are 110% like, wrong. <laughs> this sounds like trying to deny something for your, your yeah. own self-belief. No, you're just wrong. I, I don't oh. even play the games that often anymore. I have no investment in this. But... The original one had so many variations of characters. It had eight. The original one had eight characters. It was okay, for the right. N64. The original one I played. The, you're not, probably not the th- N64 one. You're probably thinking of Melee. And you're right. It had a few. Yeah. It had more than the N64, but fewer than the one that came after it. And the one that came after that has like easily double the amount that was in Melee. Yeah, but in the same way that Pokemon comes out with another 50 Pokemon in every game, it doesn't actually make the game any better, does it? Depends. Depends on if you like trying out different, you know, characters, different play styles. Um, I personally liked playing full random and just, you know, I loved trying out whoever I got. But if you already had a character that was your favorite in, like, say, Melee, other than wanting to play when other people got the new one, there's really no... I'd put the, the iterations on Smash Brothers much closer to the iterations on, like, the different Call of Duty games than on FIFA. Because FIFA, they change nothing, or they take away features, and they just re-release the exact same game. 
to be fair, I believe FIFA does probably add, like, more teams and players with each iteration. They just update the teams and update their rosters. That's it. FIFA or any of the basketball games or the Madden games, that's what they all do. But these games... Madden, honestly, Madden looks fun. I don't know if I'd play it all that much, but Madden looks fun. <laughs> I have <laughs> never understood the appeal of sports video games. Sports video games in general, yeah, but... I don't know, Madden is... I feel like it's getting closer to Blood Bowl. And Blood Bowl's alright. <laughs> it's getting... It's becoming more fun because it's beginning, getting closer to fantasy. I played... Exactly. I played Madden in high school. Um, my best friend growing up was really into sports video games. But the most fun I ever had with Madden was when we were playing at his place and one of my friends was about to win. So my other friend unplugged his controller and just started yeah. punching the shit out of him. That was the yeah. most fun I've ever had with Madden. But um, no, the reason I'd say it's closer to like the Call of Duty games is they've at least got a different story. They've changed up the gameplay. Does anyone play Smash for story? No, no one does. But I'm saying, I'm using it as a comparison. They play okay. it for and the... To be fair, people don't play COD for story these days, unfortunately. Yeah. Although I always do beat the campaign whenever I do buy one. Yeah. But as I've said before on the podcast, I, I'll get like the urge to play Call of Duty like once every four years, and I'll just buy whatever one happens to be out at that time. Yeah. The problem is that players get a lot more replayability out of online than story modes. Yeah. They just don't care about the story mode nearly as much. Yeah. And that's... That's one thing that, that is one feature that was something to buy the newer iterations of Super Smash Brothers, for instance, was they actually had online play. The GameCube era, it was all local. Anyway, so, Lego. <laughs> yeah, it's another Lego. Uh, it's a Lego Brawl. Do you think you'd be interested in that? No. No? You like Lego? You like Brawl games? Not, not really. Like, I... I liked playing Super Smash Brothers because I had friends to sit on the couch in college and play it with. Mm. But the newest one is the one I that has the most stuff in it, and it's the one that I've dropped the quickest because it, I wasn't in that setting where it was like a bunch of people sitting around playing it. Um, I guess if it's like entirely online, it might be something fun to do. But I've never been yeah. into the Lego video games. Like I never liked Lego Star Wars. I never liked really. No, I just. They Lego Star Wars was a lot of fun. I have it. Uh, like, because Xbox Live does the thing where you get a free game every month if you have Xbox yeah. Live. And, uh, I will say it was fun with friends. Yeah, that was one of them. I didn't know anyone that owned it. So, But I've, I've tried playing through it, and it was like, okay, you know, this is like a more goofy version of a Star Wars game and a less physical interaction form of a Lego. I'd rather either be building a Lego or playing a serious Star Wars game. Yeah, no, the best part of that game by far was force pushing your friend off of a cliff. <laughs> uh, yeah. Which you can imagine why that would be fun. Oh, yeah. That that was... Uh, oh, did you ever play... It was uh, Splinter Cell Chaos Theory. Yeah. Was, I've never played any Splinter Cell games. I, I did. I, I really only played a few of them, but... This one was couch co-op or Xbox Live co-op. as for the original Xbox. Yeah. And um, the most fun thing about that... I think I may have actually played it with Scott a little bit. But, like, one of the things you'd do in it was you could play co-op, and it's supposed to be, like, a stealth infiltration game. But one of the funnier things to do would be to try and, like, put your co-op teammate in a position where they will accidentally fail the mission. Mm. so like for instance you know they're sneaking into a room so you pile up a bunch of unconscious people in the room and so when they flashbang the room they accidentally kill someone and you fail the mission <laughs> yeah. or like there's one thing where we're supposed to kidnap the president of some South American country and you put him down in the elevator and because the elevator goes down his body ragdolls off the walls and it kills yeah. but it's the same sort I of thing I've heard about that well, I, that definitely rings a bell yeah there. But yeah, any sort of co-op game like that, half the fun is fucking around with your friends as you play it. Yeah. Yeah, no, um, I, probably my, some of my favorite, okay, my favorite Call of Duty, we're bringing it back to Call of Duty. Yeah. Call of Duty moments. Playing through the COD 5 campaign, the, the World at War, the World War 2, um, you you know you're playing as either the Russians at one point or the Americans at another, hmm. and you can do that co-op, and that was f 
flipping fantastic at the time because it was an amazing story and you could play it with a friend. And I think I played that campaign through about eight or nine times to completion. And the other one was, I think it was Bops, Black Ops, had mm. the two-player-only missions. Mm. Which, again, when you've got a friend to sit on the couch and play it, so fucking good. This so actually good. leads me neatly into my one of my topics. Oh. So, the first RTS game that I ever played, in fact, the first video game that I ever really got into and played that wasn't, like, on my original NES... Mm. Um, was Age of Empires 2 uh, for the, you know, for the PC. Back in my, my old, the very first computer my family had, had Windows 95 on it. Probably yeah. like two megs of RAM. But but of course you can't play that game these days, can you, Kaiser? <laughs> that's the thing. They, they've released an <laughs> HD edition, which was basically just like a upgraded version of the original game. But then they Remaster, released yeah. the definitive edition, which is... They took the original, they added a ton of new campaigns, they're even still releasing DLC for it. Um, they've they've tweaked the mechanics so you can do things like zoom in and out, you don't have to change your resolution. Um, you can, just a few little slice of life upgrades like that. So they've taken the original game and then just upgraded it a little bit in terms of just giving you, yeah, hmm. quality of life improvements. So I've been playing a lot of it. In fact, um, I think it was Tuesday night this week, I um, started a campaign on it and didn't look at the clock. And then before I knew it, my phone buzzed and it was 2 a.m. Yeah. Um, but they have added co-op campaigns to it. So that, oh. yes, they, not, not just like co-op versus AI, but they've actually added co-op campaign. I don't know if they're missions or whole campaigns. Uh, Is to it the remote game. play? It's it's all online. No, but is it remote play? That is to say, can I key oh. into your computer and play the second character? That that is a good idea. I don't. I imagine not because just because of the nature of the game. Because you would have yeah. to be controlling an entire other like empire. You'd be building up yeah. your your own base and stuff like that. Only one else would be able to use a mouse. But one would have to use a controller generally. Yeah, which you're not going to be able to use a controller with Age of Empires. There, there are RTSs that have I'm done. I'm sure that. there's a way. I'm sure there's a way, but it would be a fucking it, nightmare. It would be, it'd be ghetto as hell. <laughs> yes. Uh, right analog stick button to, to, to select units. Yeah. Uh, but I, I've really... I've liked it because none of the other Age of Empires games have really been as fun as the original. Um, Age of Empires yeah. 3 was pretty good, but it just never really... It didn't have the same kind of mystique... Or maybe that's mm. just nostalgia talking. Age of Empires four was pretty was pretty good. It would be great if it was sped up about four times because there's only one gameplay speed in that game, and it is slow as balls. Like the shortest one v one match you could imagine is going to take fifty minutes to an hour. It goes ridic on you. So one speed, my <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They I did find though. And I, this is what led me to start playing Age of Empires 2 again, um, was I was playing Age of Empires 4, and I found that somebody had modded the game to add a faster game speed. Nice. And the more I was playing through it, I was just like, man, I really just want to play Age of Empires 2. And I remembered they had that definitive edition. Mm. And then I saw that I had apparently already bought it, but never played it. Honestly, they need a speed up button for more games. I think Legion would be even more fun on double the speed. Yeah, yeah, like a challenge mode, like a yeah. Well, so just have like a well, not even doesn't even have to be different ranks. It could be the same ranks, just a different mode where you're like, I want to go into the double speed yeah, round the d- yeah, the with other double queue. speed rounders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, especially if you like, you know, haven't got time for a full match, that'd be awesome. Um, that sounds pretty good. Yeah, no, it'd be great if I could find it. I mean, how much does it cost? It's, it's only $20, the Definitive Edition. Like, Okay, it, we're not going to be playing that. <laughs> I mean, it's wicked cheap. What are you talking about? <laughs> I am a pauper, sir. I'm just saying you could buy Age of Empires 4 for 60 or you could buy the mm. much superior Age of Empires 2 Definitive Edition. Why the for... fuck would I pay 60 for like a 20-year-old game? What? It came out like a year or two ago. 
Yeah, but the original game was... Yeah, yeah, that's why I said you can get the, the new one, which is far inferior for 60, or the old one, which is improved and far oh, superior right, for 20. Yeah. Gotcha. And it's probably cheaper anyway, just based on the exchange rate. Yeah, it'd be about 16 pounds, I'd say. Yeah. Um, go on, you're about to say something? No, I was just going to say, you know, that's that's what I've been occupying my, my time with in terms of uh, co-op gameplay. So I say, hang on. You were about to say something, you go, no. What I was going to say was... <laughs> yeah, I was, I was just going to reiterate what I had said before. What I meant was, no, I had nothing new to say. Okay. Um, so, another ad that I saw mm. was for a film. And it's a film that I will never see. Why do I never get any good ads on YouTube? It's not a good ad. <laughs> it's, uh, it was a film uh, which is all about Vertigo. It's not Vertigo, the film. It's called uh, Fall, I think it's called. Literal. And these two women, it seems like from the advert is what I glean. Two women go out into the middle of buttfuck nowhere and climb a massive, uh, a, a, in, enormously tall, rusty metal pole with a ladder stuck to the side of it. One of them gets to the top, the other one tries to get to the top, and then like the ladder breaks. And... I guess they're both stuck up there, and it's, I guess, about how it's fun. But how long can a film go on where it's a person stuck on top of a big pole? Depends on how big the top of the pole is. Like, I can definitely see it being terrifying, because, like I said, I'm not a great fan of heights. Ironic, I know, being six foot five. <laughs> um, but... <laughs> That sounds both terrifying and also incredibly boring at the same time. At that point, you just jump. What are you going to wait for? A helicopter to come save you? I mean, it'd be a pretty instant death by the looks of how high it was. Yeah, just... I mean, yeah, a helicopter could drop a rope. Well, they'd have to know you're up there first. Yeah. Maybe well, I, if... don't know if, I don't know if the partner person either A, got stuck at the top as well, but I didn't think there was room for two people, or B, got crushed and killed to death, or C, managed to somehow get back down the pole. Also, couldn't they just, like, do the old grabbing and slowly sliding down the pole? Sorry, you... Yeah, that, that looked... weird fucking... <laughs> that looked weird on camera. Sliding down a pole! <laughs> I... Well, it's, how big is this pole? I'm See, I'm thinking of, like, a metal pillar, or is it just, like, a flagpole? Like... No, 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 this pole is, like... Uh, imagine a pole the size of, like, your... From, from pinky to thumb. Oh, okay. Uh, so, like, that kind of diameter. And it goes up about... Well, it went up above the cloud layer, so that's an idea of how high it was. I don't know what the pole was doing. This movie sounds stupid. I mean, it could either be boring, horrifying... Or hilarious. That's <laughs> like, those are my three outcomes. I mean, to be fair, yeah, there's... There are simpler concepts out there that the right writing has made, like, actually very entertaining. Mm. And conversely... Well, no, I meant comedy in terms of it's so bad that it's funny. <laughs> that's what I'm... Well, yes, that yeah. too. But I was thinking okay. more like, there have, there have been plenty of movies out there where it's been a very simple or very silly concept. But good writing has actually made it just something very memorable and good to watch. Like Airplane. We watched that the other day. Mm, airplane. <laughs> there is, um... Actually, it, it, there is something that this, this transitions nice, nicely into. Mm -hmm. um, and that is something that I plan to, to watch as it comes out in a few hours. Oh, 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 I know. <laughs> you know what it is? Wait, no, it comes out in a few hours. Yeah, or maybe tomorrow. Okay, no, it's not what I thought it was. Maybe I it's thought you were going to say Sonic. Oh, no, no, no. That one's already out. Yeah, I know, that's why I was like confused by you saying it. Was in a, but you said you were going to watch that film, so I was like, Argh. I plan to, yeah. But no, what comes out in a few hours is, and this is a giveaway for when we're filming this, is the uh, Amazon's Rings of Power series. Oh. They're, um, yes. They're, yes, they're I, like ghetto Lord of the Rings preview. Mm. So I, I plan to watch it because um, it's been getting a lot of flack because 
frankly, the trailers that have come out for it are hilarious. Um, if you're willing to wait until tomorrow lunchtime, we could we we could watch it at the same time. If you want to, if you're too impatient, then go for it. <laughs> uh, well, I wouldn't be watching it until the weekend anyway. Ah, okay. Because tomorrow I will be packing a bunch of bags and boxes and getting furniture ready to load into a truck. True. Because the next time I record this, the next That's time... That's right, we're burning Kaiser's stuff. <laughs> the next time I record this, the next probably the next time we stream, uh, I will be in my new office. I'll be mm. in my new home. Exciting. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I want to watch it. I'm going to go in there with as much of an open mind as possible and uh, see what <laughs> I think. <won't. laughs> no, I, I try not to just go in there. I try not to prejudge things. You're going to go in and go, Dwarves, my people. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, they don't have beards, remember? What? Dwarves don't have beards? That was, that, was, that was one of the big things. The female dwarves, they took their beards. Oh, the female dwarves, yeah. Which I still think is stupid, but... And they also made Sauron look like Eminem. I haven't seen that. Can you send me a picture real quick? Because I think <laughs> yes. I need to see that. Okay, alright. Uh, so is he, I take it he's in, like, elf form. Yeah, this is this is when he, like, his think in the, the books in Lord of the Rings, the way I had it explained to me was that he was, like, um, he was supposed to be, like, very charming and attractive in the... Yeah. Wait, so they wanted Eminem... <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, they, the guy's not bad looking, but like... They chose a a very weird uh, image of him. Wait, come on. Who, who, who oh. in fun, fun exercise, who would you cast as the perfect Sauron? Oh, that's a good question. I've got an answer, but I can't remember the, actual, the guy's actual name. <laughs> I feel like I... <laughs> Let's see. It's supposed to be some. He's supposed to be somewhat younger. He's supposed to be intimidating and charming. I this is, the problem with me is like I don't know actors. Well, that's why I'm looking mine up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, oh, oh, I know. Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I think he'd do a good Sauron. I need to remind myself who that he's is. He's the guy that the guy that starred in Three Hundred, as Leonidas. I haven't actually seen 300. Uh, he was also in Law Abiding Citizen. He was also... I think I know who you mean, though. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... You know, I go with the most charming and fierce at the same time. Oh, my God, he looks stupid. <laughs> um, he looks so stupid. Uh, Terry Crews as Sauron. Terry Crews? I could see that. Yeah, I could see that. That would be fucking great. Uh, he would be too nice to be Sauron, but goddamn, he'd it. have to learn how to. Uh, be... He would convert me. Well, he'd have to learn how to be dick. But yeah, no, that. I, anyway, I've heard a lot of bad stuff about it. I'm gonna do my best to put it out of my mind and just God, watch this guy it. Looks so stupid. But yeah, it's stuff like that that has made me. He looks like that an angsty teenage version of the sidekick villain from Riddick. With the shaved blonde hair. Except this one looks like he's got a fat fucking nose. I'm sorry whoever actor this is, but... And the stupid eyebrows. is too much. Also, yeah. it looks like he's doing cosplay as, as Mary. <laughs> yeah, the, the actor, by the way, the picture. It's, it's a very uh, slim white dude with close-cropped blonde hair. Very, um... I don't even know what to call that skinny. I'd call it emaciated. And he's got like a, a cowl half on his head, a very white cowl. So, anyway. And he's carrying the baby Jesus? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want to be that. Uh, didn't want to go that far. Sorry, yeah, sorry. No, I mean, they didn't. Oh, I see. <laughs> um, um, yeah, no, it looks like, it feels like they're trying to go for Twilight vibes, but it's just stupid. Yeah, so, we'll see. One of the other things that I... I I've done my best not to see too much about this beforehand either. Um, but okay. one of the things I did see was on a stream I was watching, people were looking at the one of the new trailers they put out. And the trailers have done nothing to improve expectations around this. Because I've, I've watched two of them. Mm. Um, the most recent one actually doesn't look too bad. But the, the other one that they put out, it was literally shot for shot like the beginning of a soap opera. Right. Like they've 
And I actually, I was talking to my mother about this. It actually was the opening to a soap opera where it's like a white background and the camera's kind of going forward. And as it goes forward, characters from the left and right are fading in and fading out. Like as the camera's sort of passing them by and they'll just like, you know, make some kind of expression or have a wry smile or something like that or be doing some They're in a coffee shop. (laughs) Well, there's, yeah, there's no background though. It's just the character. Oh, okay. They literally did that exact thing. For a trailer for the yeah, show. Well, like the, the Scrubs intro kind of thing, where it's got like the people whizzing past and it's just the guy standing there. I've never seen Scrubs. Oh, shame. I'll it's show an American you it. Thing. I'll show you it in between the segments so, yeah, okay. so you can see what I mean, but. Um, I don't that, know. Yeah. yeah. I fantasy should not be clinical white. I'm hoping that this show is either hilariously bad. Or surprisingly good. Because if it's just mediocre, I feel, have a feeling I'm probably going to end up dropping it. Suffice to say, we've both watched all of Lord of the Rings, right? Yeah, I've watched extended editions. Watched, I don't yeah. First audiobook, second audiobook. Don't know what I can't is. speak for you, but in my opinion, the best moments are always, like... Moments... For start, action moments. And moments that... There is never a point where, where I was like, man, this moment is really cool because they got a whole bunch of hot actors talking to each other. I feel like that's what this is going to be. I feel like they don't have the budget to have... Billion it's dollars. One thing, they, it's one thing to have like an hour-long... Well, sorry, like a three-hour film, whatever it is, Lord of the Rings, a particular film is, right? It's another thing to have an ongoing TV series which is hours upon hours upon hours of content There's... and still have it be quality. I somewhat agree with you if I didn't know the budget of this. Because how much th- was the original? That's what I'm I'm going to look that up right now. Cuz I mean just everything that I've seen from it so far has been let down. <laughs> the budget ready for this? The the yeah. original Lord of the Rings, the first movie, just the first movie had a budget okay. of $93 million. A tenth, less than a tenth of the budget of this series. But that was... That was that was 20 years ago. Yeah. So, I mean, you've got to get me wrong, that's still not like a billion, but... Yeah. I feel like there's a point in let's, let's look at the Let's look at the last one, because the last one was uh, The Return of the King. Well, the last one was The Hobbit, and that was fucking garbage. I'm not looking at those, because I'm looking at the, okay. the ones that... Uh, Return of the Budget Return of the King, ninety four million, and that was a few years later. So yeah, they're probably pretty well known. So the, the, all three of the original movies' budget was less than three hundred million. Granted, that was in two thousand four money. So what what you're telling me is that unless this TV series is three times better than the original films, it wasn't <laughs> worth it. No, I don't. That's what I get from that. What I I'm saying is like. Granted, it's divided on eight hour-long episodes, right? So the original movies were probably six hours total, longer for the extended editions. So they have triple the budget for the original ones. That now budget doesn't equip, you know, equal good movie or good show. Because um, I mean, the perfect example of that is like Firefly. That show was awesome, and it had a shoe sc- shoestring budget. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's really going to come down to like, like it might just be like a really flashy over the top pile of garbage. I can't really remember the last time a really expensive film was really good. Yeah. Cuz I think Actually the... no, I can. But it was kind of a one off was the Star Wars um Rogue One. Mm. I bet that probably had a pretty fucking big budget, but that is surrounded by flaming piles of trash of other Star Wars things that were shit. You're right. $200 million budget on that film. And uh, you're, you're right. That was actually the last Star Wars movie that I liked. Yeah. Because I actually went back and rewatched that one multiple times because it was really, really good. Mm. Um, I was thinking when you were saying like high budget film that was actually pretty good was uh, Avatar, which that movie wasn't. A lot of people hated that. Are we talking about... Wait, are we talking about Airbender or... The Blue People one. Okay, yeah. That one was like... 
It was visually beautiful. The story mm. was extremely simplistic and a bit contrived, but it wasn't bad. Like it was a simple story can be good if it's executed well. Yeah, it was a Michael Bay film. I mean, it might not have been directed by him, but it was a Michael Bay film. Yeah, they have explosions and very simple yeah. one-dimensional characters. And... I was perfectly fine with that, because it was fucking cool. It was, yeah, it was a fun watch. I, I've yeah. watched it multiple times, because it's not something you have to engage with that much. Sometimes you just want something that looks pretty and tells an okay story, and you can turn your brain off for a while. A lot of people did hate it, so we're, I'm probably going to get... Well, we're probably going to get a little bit of flack for that, but at the same time, like, it was one of the first really good 3D movies as well. Yeah. Uh, and that was that was really one of the big selling points for it at the time, and I definitely enjoyed going to see it for sure, and I've watched it several times. They're apparently still planning on making sequels to it. Yeah, I don't know about that. I think it was a good one-time, one-hit hero. But it's been like 10 years. Has it been that long? I think so, yeah. I, I want to say it was 2011 or 2012. And I mean, just since I'm, I'm looking these budgets up, let's uh, check that out real quick. I reckon 300 mil. Yeah, not quite. It was 237. I honestly okay. really thought it was going to be more. Yeah. Well, it's certainly hyped. Oh, it, it, was, it was older than that. It was actually 13 years ago. Oh, crikey. God, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> that was half my lifetime ago. Yeah, I was in college when this came out. Jeez. Um, but yeah, so that's going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, but I'm totally down to watch it with you over the weekend. If Yeah, if no, definitely. Up. So I'll be... Because I'll just be... I'll make sure to mute my mic in case I start laughing pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, I'll be... Um... Yeah, that, that'd be kind of fun. Watch a couple episodes. We can comment a little bit on it in between episodes but mm. um yeah because i'll be so it's a three-day weekend here in the u.s labor yeah. day weekend uh i will be this is this is just this is a portion of the podcast where blue and i make plans and all of you know about them um but yeah sunday or monday uh i'd be definitely down to watch it cool because i'll be moving saturday but sunday's uh, fine yeah. monday not <laughs> and then Everyone listening, look Should forward to probably the next podcast. Then us talking about that. So, yeah. yeah. So you're gonna. It's gonna be a packed week of actual one videos per week. Can you imagine? Uh, <laughs> sorry, I'm having a dig, but I am the last person that can talk because I don't <laughs> do any editing. <laughs> I've I've actually I've got a few uh, oh. just things things to look forward to if you are listening to this on YouTube. Um, we did play a little bit of a game called Death and Taxes. There's another episode of Godhood that's in the works. Um, we also... There's some clips that I want to put up from our Digimon playthroughs. Uh, and I've, I'm working on a, a video that clipped out some of the uh, bits from that eight-hour stream we did. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that'd be good, because uh, we played a lot of different games on that stream. Uh, I think it was like 13 in total by the end. Yeah. Yeah. That was a long I, day. I fucking firing too. And we were still having to remind each other to move on to games at times. Because, well, some of them were <laughs> fun. We just wanted fun, to keep playing yeah. them. Yeah. Um, anyway. Yeah. But I think that's probably a good place to end this one. Uh, so segment three, we're going to be talking about... Uh, anime. <laughs> Netflix anime, right? Well, yeah. But if it goes to animes that aren't Netflix, I'm fine with that. All right, cool. Well, that's what we're going to talk about in segment three. Blue's been watching some stuff. Uh, look forward to that. But this is going to be the end of segment one of the Teams J podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we hear us again momentarily for segment three. Welcome back to the TMCJ podcast. We are on segment three, our wild card segment. And this week, it's anime. Blue has been watching anime. Alyssa's been, been watching anime. I've been watching it. Actually, I've been watching anime. I've been reading anime. And by that, I mean I, manga. I do tend... Well, okay, when I'm watching anime alone, I binge a show until it's completed. And then yeah. I stop watching anime for the next three months. Uh, but having a significant other, uh, I'm forced to watch shows at a human rate, which sucks. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, uh, which means I can slowly enjoy it more and then forget everything before the next episode starts. 
I won't lie. That is, I do the exact same thing. Um, except I have no significant other to like slow me down. So I'll just, I'll, thus my point earlier about me going through an entire Age of Empires campaign in a night and just completely losing track of time. You need a dog, bud. No, I can't. Well, I, I'd love to have a dog. <laughs> I can't have a dog because I have to travel. Yeah. I'm, I'm barely going to be home in like October and September. I just remembered, we still, like, haven't watched the last episode of Cowboy Bebop from months ago. We still need to watch that last episode. <laughs> Not you, but me and Elizia. Yeah. Um, but we are on the last episode now of Crybaby Devilman. Or is it Devilman Crybaby? Because I can never fucking remember. That sounds right, Devilman Crybaby. The second one is the one you said earlier. Devilman Crybaby. Yeah. Is that the correct way around? I, I have no idea. You've seen the film. Have I? I've, not the film, the TV series, haven't you? No. You haven't seen it? No. Oh, this is going to be a very different kind of review then. <laughs> don't look it up, don't look it up. I'm just trying to see what it looks like to see if I've I've seen it before. <laughs> what you're yeah. probably looking at right now is not even softcore. <laughs> um, no, I've got so safe search on. But no, a, I, I, yeah, I've, I have not seen this. It's a highly gratuitous, gory, um, sexual anime where the protagonist is, uh, he has some, like, uh, connection with other people where if other people are sad, he can't help but cry. It's a completely redundant fact that is just pops up occasionally throughout the story. The point is, he has the psychopath for a friend, and... His friend is also, like, one of these mega-rich billionaires who is really obscure and doesn't, like, doesn't have social skills. Uh, and he can also, like, just pull fucking AK-47s out of his coat whenever he wants. So It's a good power. He takes his crying friend, who's completely bland and normal, to a, was it, a Sabbath party, I think it's called, they call it? And it's basically a, a nightclub, and on the way he's like, okay, so there's demons in this world, and we're going to a place where there's going to be fucking tons of demons, and we're going to try and kill as many as we can. And the super vanilla guy's just like, okay. <laughs> Wanders along. Uh, they get into this place, and there are just, everyone is completely naked. They're doing drugs. Uh, they're taking devil shots and such um they're all fucking etc and so vanilla boy is told to drink this drink by his friendo and it basically puts a devil inside of him or a uh, a demon then uh they're kind of like sitting at the side and his super rich friend is like hmm the demons aren't going to come out when everyone's just having this chill time like this. So he just walks into the middle of the dance floor and starts stabbing random people with his knife. Uh, and then Wait, like, sorry, Vanilla Man or Billionaire crazy Man? Crazy AK-47 toting. Got monster. it. Okay. And he just starts fucking stabbing people. Uh, and some people try and hit him back and stuff like that. And then suddenly like, all of the attractive women with no clothes on start transforming into demons and in very comical ways start consuming the other people in the club. Uh, I mean, like, you've heard of teeth? Yeah. But, like, way over the top, like, you know, over 9,000 <laughs> style. <laughs> start just ripping people apart. Then Vanilla Boy is like, I don't want to die. And he turns into this mega, super huge demon, and kills all the other demons. Uh, and that's basically the first episode. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I'm making faces, like, listening to the description of this. Yeah. And then I realize what I've been, like, binge reading over the last few weeks has been more and more of Berserk. Um, which, again, brutally gory. Gratuitous, yeah. Um, and it, like, what is it? There's a whole 
arc in it. I've actually got to the point now where I've read past the furthest I ever got in the manga um, in, in previous times. Because mm. once it gets past the original story arc, it, it focuses in pretty much on one character and like a very small cast of characters rather than a whole band of them. Yeah. And um, one of the arcs takes him to this like remote outpost town with a bunch of refugees at it and they're hunting down heretics with all the Inquisition-like tortures you could imagine. Yeah. Um, and so that's just, just... I was just thinking of that as you're describing this. fun? <laughs> no. I mean, some people probably find those machines fun. But... Um, anyway. Yeah, no, so... I mean, honestly, the anime... The uh, Devil Man Cry, it's kind of... It's a really loose plot, I would say. Mm. And... It's mostly an excuse for a lot of nudity and gore. Um, but that does kind of make it quite funny. <laughs> uh, you're just like, starting to go, okay, you know, you're starting to try and predict what the excuse is going to be this time. Well, also, they're a big fan of, you know, and this is quite refreshing. You know how, like, whenever a series gets a particularly popular character, they become invulnerable. Yeah. So, the main character's parents were introduced for uh, one episode and between the space of them being introduced and the episode finishing they were both dead <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm gonna like, God I'm gonna make a few comparisons here just okay. because since we're talking about gory anime I'll, I'll keep going on with Berserk one thing that I've found is the main character essentially is invulnerable because you know he you carry him throughout the entire series. Right. And it's just the way that they make him vulnerable, though, the thing that keeps you on edge, like even in the moments when he's like, you know, if, he, if it's just him alone fighting like a billion demons, you're like, OK, he's probably going to be fine. But yeah. the way they make him vulnerable is they have they surround him with all these characters that, you know, are so much more fragile than he is. Mm-hmm. And you're constantly on edge like. Oh shit! Are they gonna Don't kill off this? One to die, yeah. yeah, yeah. And so it's his entourage that makes him vulnerable, and that's what makes you kind of like latch on reading through the story. You're like, oh shit! Is this person gonna die next, or is this person gonna die next, or get mutilated, or have something horrible happen to them? Because I just, I just realized you're right. They they do that a lot of the times. Your main character ends up with plot armor, um, mm. and yeah, this this main character does seem to have it, but no one around him does. Well, it also seems like everyone is... You know how in, let's say, horror films where people act stupidly, right? They walk out and do stupid things that they no one in their right mind would do. Yeah, or it's like, oh my god, we're in this haunted mansion. Better get our tits out. Well, in this, it's like everyone in humanity who isn't a main character, and some of the main characters as well, are stark raving mad lunatics that want to kill everything i mean so when the announcement goes out that demons are real mm. humans just start fucking stabbing and shooting each other for no fucking reason pretty much just maybe they're a demon i'm just gonna blow his head off um and there's like stonings and things like that and it's like there's not much point Apart from shock factor for why this is here. It also doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. Like, if demons are real, you'd think you'd want to be a better person. So you don't end up yeah. going where the demons are. They they specifically at one point say that, like, and this is a lie, but it's still broadcast on television. That, you know, if you are unhappy with society and life as it is, then you'll become a demon. And they still keep being dickheads. Um... It, it's it's mad, and they try and mix a bit of religion into it, and it just doesn't work. Um, very entertaining. Um, <laughs> the story is just not there. Yeah. So, there, on, on kind of the, the, the polar opposite end of this, Yeah. Um, I think I sent, I know I sent Scott a screenshot of this, I don't remember if I sent you it, because I've been buying up the Berserk mangas, yeah. it was like, oh, maybe you'd be interested in like the Helsing mangas. And I didn't even click on those because I was like, I, I'm not really interested in the manga that because the anime in that was good enough. So was Helsing Ultimate. Just the voice of the holy guy. <laughs> Amen. 
<laughs> just give me a sound bite of him saying amen and that's all i need that guy was fucking awesome but yeah the um so i didn't click on that and then they're like well maybe he wants other manga and so the next manga it recommended to me was something called cat and gamer right it is i i bought the first one because it was i mean it was only like eight bucks but yeah it, it's it's just it is a goofy slice of life manga mm. about this like professional woman in her late 20s who leaves work you know right on the clock every day gets all her work done so she can go home and do nothing but play video games and one day she adopts a cat and then panics because she realizes she has no idea how to take care of a cat and then all right i was about to say this sounds a lot like mass until you said doesn't know how to take care of a cat in which yeah. case no it's not mass she, <laughs> she's a loner who does nothing but play video games but she's okay. she's very like it's not like she's somebody who's like a shut-in she's just very successful at work but when she's yeah. done with work own play video games and now she has a cat to take care of i mean that's just a female version of us and <laughs> and that's that's where i am in the story so far it's the polar opposite of berserk the polar mm. opposite it's, it's a chill anime and yeah. you know what i'm actually enjoying reading it it's nice and casual it's it's currently sitting at my house so when i've been like unpacking things and need a break mm. i'll just like plop down and read another few pages of it i only bought the first one so far but I might actually end up reading more of it. Um, in regard to... Uh, I'll just go through this one quickly. Mm. Blood of Zeus, um, made by the same creators that made Castlevania. Yeah. We finished the series. It was so uninspiring that I forgot we'd finished watching the series. Uh, that sucks, because the trailers on that actually looked really good. Yeah. And from what you just... told me about the first couple episodes, I was like, oh. Well, yeah, I was hopeful that there'd be like lots of really good mythology stories and and such but it was kind of just one story that obviously wasn't based off of anything aside from the fact that zeus liked to fuck people and just another excuse for sex meant to be intense exciting a huge battle but it was kind of finished before it started and the outcome wasn't even that great that so that's something that mind. That that's a sign where you've you've failed from a storytelling perspective. If there's some kind of big, intense action scene, and I get just bored of it, mm. like, uh, what was it? Th this isn't anime, but I've been reading continuously for the last few years the Horus Heresy book series. Mm. Like, uh, so the War Warhammer 40k, except this is 30k, um, and I think I'm like 11 or more books into it at this point, out of, like, 50-something. The... I'm imagining Horus with anime eyes now. Thank you! I'm going to chop you off your head off! Oh, my God. Uh, Slanesh <laughs> just pays, plays K-pop, and that's how he drives <laughs> people crazy. Um, no, so, um. the book I'm on right now has, like... And it sucks because... This is like a two-parter. The first mm. part was like the eighth book, and this is like the 11th or 12th book, and it's the second part of it. Like, it follows up in the stories of the characters from the first bit. And all of the action scenes, like in the book, just drag on for way too long. To the point where, like, they, where, like there'll be maybe three pages of like story and character development or like things happening. And then there'll be like 10 pages describing the battle in like vivid detail. And I'm like, I don't need you to paint me a picture. Like mm. just, you can give me like the first few lines of like, if there's some particularly epic moment, describe that in detail. Right. But I don't need like an entire page describing a guy punching a snake in the face. Okay. <laughs> and it, I was gonna it, say, sorry. Yeah, it, it's just an example, and I, I've seen that in you know video games and TV shows and anime and stuff too, where they they go a little bit too far yeah, with the I action really scenes and they get boring. I would imagine, because this is what I thought you were gonna say, is that they lay out the two sides, what is on both sides, so that basically people could recreate the battle with the figures. I could understand that. 
that would be interesting. Yeah, if they were talking about like troop deployments and like, oh, well, these units are coming in over here, and so yeah, that would be that would be cool. And some of the books in the series do do that. Okay, cool. And it's actually kind of cool to listen to, like, to read through and like picture it in my head. This it's isn't a perfect that perfect tie-in for Warhammer. But this that's is not that. Okay. yeah, no, no. This is a paragraph describing how this guy shot a snake in the face. Okay. And it's like I don't need that much detail. A snake. Who is the snake on? So it's uh, they're they're going down to this underground facility, and essentially, you know, the warp has mutated these naturally occurring like burrowing so it's snakes. Not even like an enemy fa- faction. It's just no, they're just animals that have been wildlife. mutated by the warp. Yeah, exactly. Oh, Was this Imperial Guard? No, it was uh, Dark Angels. Space Marines were dying to fucking snakes? Yeah. That's so dumb. That is so dumb. To be fair, they... they... fucking warp fucked with... Like, the Chaos Marines are touched by the warp. Yeah. They can stand side to side with a Space Marine. A fucking snake should not be able to pierce a Space Marine's armor. But these are like evil big warp snakes it's unless the snake is bigger than the space marine that's bullshit it was literally like i was getting that chapter was it may have only been like 10 or 15 pages but it felt like it was 50 like it took me so long to get through that chapter because my eyes just kept like glossing over i just look and start daydreaming about anything else Sammy the grass snake lived a peaceful life, but one day he became a chaos grass snake. And now he leads a legion of of slugs and snails touched by the warp to destroy the empire. God. Yeah. Oh god, that sounds stupid as fuck. I mean, to be the... Like I said, if it was Imperial Guards, I could believe it, because they're technically just humans in body armor. Yeah. Space Marines. I I should... To to qualify, there are only four of the Space Marines against, like, a dozen snakes, and the snakes did kill a bunch of Imperial Guard first and implant their larvae in them. (laughs) Please tell me that no Space Marines died. I think one of them may have. Or he was either he either died or he was severely injured. But at least I, I'm pretty sure at least one of them got you taken need to out. Purge that gene seed right now. <laughs> <laughs> We're not even gonna take it out of this guy. He's just How did you die, brother? Oh demons in the war. No no no. Snakes, brother. <laughs> you should have seen it, it was like two foot long. <laughs> Oh, God, that, that chapter is even more entertaining in my head now. <laughs> oh, that, is, that, that right there, that exchange was more inter- entertaining than, than, yeah, God, than that entire chapter. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Uh, anyway, yeah, sorry. I, that was a weird tangent to Warhammer. It wasn't meant to be anime. <laughs> well, it was, but, I mean, come on. Oh, imagine if they made anime Warhammer. Actually, they have animated Warhammer. They but not do, like anime Warhammer. but it's not good. Like um, there are some really cool animated Warhammer stuff on YouTube. Yeah, like the fan-made stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. didn't they? Didn't, <laughs> not their actual stuff. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, didn't they try to release their own thing and it was like really low quality? They got Hammer and Bolter, I think it's cool. I can't remember if that's the comic strip or the animation. I think they have one of each. And yeah, from what I hear, it's not nearly as good. And they've done like a a internet wide ban on anyone putting out anything Warhammer related which, which sucks kind of like fucking stupid. Games Workshop has some of the worst business policies you could imagine yeah. like you've got a devoted fan base that loves all your crap sorry this is a Warhammer topic now this is yeah this is what's become um they, they've Games Workshop so I should preface this Warhammer 40k tabletop game little figurines you paint them battles mm. on the tabletop very intense, very hardcore. And there's a ton of lore around it, tons of books, tons of media, um, a few games, some good, some mediocre, some bad. Yep. And set 40,000 years in the fr- future, thus the name 40K. Sorry, yep. in the 41st millennium, so 38,000 years in the future. <laughs> They've... <laughs> yeah, they, they cracked... I, I can see them cracking down on people using like 3D printed models. 
in their official tournaments. That makes sense because yeah. you, you want them to actually purchase the product. People still do that. <laughs> they they yeah, it's true. I mean if you're doing it casually, like with your friends, I could see that, but it's it's like using like a fake card in a trading card game in a real tournament. Yeah. You wouldn't it's it's in bad taste. Yeah. No. Um but they like any kind of media online. So if somebody makes like fan art, they're like, fuck you, we own that. If somebody makes a yeah. fan video, fuck you, we own that. Yeah. Somebody makes like fan I don't even know if they've gone as far as fan stories, but they're like really, really I hard. I think even battle reports have started being Well they were they were cracking down on people that did lore videos too. Like yeah. people who were just like describing the lore of the stories. Like they're not like reading from like the book word it's for not word. Verbatim, no. They're just like, oh, here, here's this collection, and all that did was I, I had, I was not into Warhammer 40k until I stumbled upon those lore videos. I was like, oh, seems like a really cool universe, and so I've bought, I've bought books. You know, I've tried playing the tabletop game a couple times. Um, I'll be it with, yeah, oh, Duncan. Online. Yeah, yeah. No, no, online, but in person as well. Duncan has had like a, a set that had two armies in it. And so right, you haven't actually gone through the grueling process of putting together and painting an army. No, I have not done that. I don't have the time for that. I tried it when I was younger because my brother was big into it. Yeah, and he was quite good. But the age that I was, I had definitely not got the 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 focus to paint, especially because I went with the orc army because the orcs are fucking great. I love orcs, but there are so many units in a unit. <laughs> There are so I played when same I, with Imperial Guard. When I played online uh, through Tabletop Simulator, I, I I played Orcs. I think that's why the Space Marines are... Well, one of the core reasons why the Space Marines are so favorable is because you have, like, six units in a squad. Yeah. But to bring it back, I think that's, that's like, a horrible business decision by Games Workshop, the mm. company that makes Warhammer. They're cracking down on the people that are advertising their product. Those people are, are basically giving free advertisement and to get new people into the game and they're cracking down on them and then trying to produce mediocre versions of that content themselves and making people pay for it. It's just it's bad business all around. I think with some of the animators, and this is both a this is a double edged sword. With a lot of the animators when they were striking stuff from YouTube, they said, Look, you do really good animation. Come and work for us. But A, we get your stuff. And B, if you don't come and work for us, you can't put anything on YouTube when we're striking the stuff. Yeah. So either way, we're taking your stuff. Yeah, you it's, can also work for us. It's one of those things. And that, that of course, didn't stay private very long. So people who are fans of those people who are creating this cool stuff, and probably fans of... The Warhammer franchise in general, they hear about this, and they get yeah. pissed at them. Yeah. Um, also, take everything I say with a pinch of salt, because I am not heavily ingrained in the Warhammer no, universe. No, I, I remember hearing about this at the time as well. I do believe that they were making them sign contracts. That, that was one of the options they gave them. It's like, we won't take down all your crap, but you have to work for us, and you can sell it to us, and we'll put it out, and whatnot. And, yeah. Um, but it's it's basically like oh you could be self-employed and do your own thing and pursue this passion project or you can give it all to us and have a nine to five like every other schlub yeah so but i mean okay there's plenty of other miniature creating things out there they're just far less well known than games workshop yeah and also there are lots of other places that sell paint and Games Workshop paint. I like noticed the most that expensive paint in the fucking world. I found that out. I was trying to like look up one time because I was like, maybe I'll I'll make like a little army. I'll try actually painting them. It might be a fun little hobby yeah. to do. And I looked the paint that they sell for the figures is it's a little little a testicle, not even a testicle size. It's like half a testicle worth of paint, and it's like twenty bucks. It's like what? What? Um and. Yeah, it, it, it's real bad, and they they used to have quite good names for their paint. They had Chaos Black, they had Goblin Green, they had Snot Green, mm. stuff like that, fun stuff. Anyway, they couldn't copyright those names because they were too generic. So they threw out the old names and brought in, like, uh, Abaddon Red, 
for example. Oh, so they gave it all, that. like, named character stuff. So that they could copyright every single paint, which they've done. Like, I, I, I don't want to compare it to Blizzard, because they're fucked up for different reasons. But... So... It's so, they're so, so, their monetary practices are so stingy. I'm so gonna, stingy. like, give a counterexample to this. Okay. Um, so you know the series Red vs. Blue, right? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was, it was a machinima series, you know, based on Halo, starting with the original ones, Rooster Teeth. Uh, it was one of, the, it was one of their very first big hits, like, not their first video series ever, but. Yeah. Um, they were always, like, afraid that Microsoft was gonna copyright them, and what actually happened was Bungie and Microsoft reached out to them once they'd got starting to get started to get big and they're like, hey, what can we do to help you out? Like, we love what you do. Like, keep yeah. doing this. Because the people at Microsoft and Bungie realized this is amazing marketing for us. Like, people are going to mm. see this and they're going to want to play Halo. And if we make it even more popular, if we help them out, then... And so they gave them access to, like, you know, stuff in the, the code and did, like, little cross-promotional things with them and stuff and... It helped both series. That's the way you do it when you have like fans making cool stuff out of your your media. Yeah, and I mean, if there's one thing that I can say for Warhammer, it's if you are a well, you've probably got to be a bit of a nerd, but if you if you like or want to get into painting, buy some like. Uh, evade Warhammer models, buy some paint, look up tutorials on how people paint Warhammer figures, because God knows there are bloody billions of them, and they are fantastic, a lot of them. Um, and model painting, super, super cool in Warhammer, and also you can sell those suckers on for quite the profit, if you're a good painter. So, practice at that, that's a very good... Something I'm looking forward to again. The, the in the dedicated office space that I have is part of the desk is going to be a designated like work area mm. for doing stuff because I had so much fun back in 2020 because I used to build the Gundam model kits when I was a kid. Mm. I've never painted them; I just built them. Yeah. Um. And so I, but I, I, they were always like the standard grade ones, like the reasonably easy ones to put together. Mm. And in 2020, when the lockdowns first started, and I was I had suddenly had so much time because I wasn't commuting, I was like, oh, I'm gonna get like one of the perfect grade ones, the really high end model kits. And it yeah. took me like a few weeks to build the thing, just working on it for like an hour or two at a time. And when I did it, it was like it it, it looks so cool. It's it's at my house now. I actually don't have it here right now, but yeah, I didn't paint it though. I'd love to actually go in and. Do, but I, I don't want to do it on that one first. I'd want to do it like build a simpler one and actually try doing detail work and painting, look up how to do that. Yeah. I think it's that'd be so cool. Incredible how, because these are small figures, mm. how minute the detail is. There are like flaming swords, for example, where, and I'm certain there'll be like, there'll be, there's a tutorial for everything, but it goes. From, They've made a gradient on the sword, and the sword is, like, less than a centimetre long. Yeah. Where it goes from, like, a burnt umber to scarlet to sunset orange to yellow and then to white at the tip, where it's getting hotter as it goes up the blade, and it looks incredible. Yeah, that's the thing, is with the model kits for the Gundams I'm talking about, you're talking about something that's maybe, like, half a foot tall. But, so, like, mm. you know, 20, 30 centimetres, if we're using metric. Yeah. And then... But these these Warhammer miniatures, like what Blue's talking about, they're they're tiny. Like you might yeah, have they're one about that, an inch high from foot to head. Yeah, and but the, when you actually look at the detail work on it, um, that's the, my thing. Is I know that I do not have the patience. So I think that would actually be a good exercise for me. Is teach me to sit down and focus on something for a few seconds. What's the thing that could be like? If you had a, just a single figure hmm. and we did a stream. You just painted that one figure while we talked. It probably could take up the whole stream. Yeah, I mean, there are so many things you gotta do, like, you know, undercoat spraying, doing several washes, putting in inks for the, the cracks in the armor and stuff like that. If yeah. you want to apply decals, which I don't think anyone does, but you can. 
like there's so many it's not just painting <laughs> it really isn't no uh that being said Ever. the first the first detail thing that we're going to be doing a stream of and probably this will probably go on youtube as well is building that computer let me do it because you remember i have all these these parts for a computer You've that i want to put for a while haven't you the, i bought it uh right after i bought the house because i knew it was mm -hmm. a, a project that i wanted to do um, and the goal was to build a computer that is a good, like, editing station. Yeah. Um, so when's that going to be coming up, Kaiser? Well, I will be moved in as of this weekend, and once okay. I've got the office set up and my new desk in, could happen as soon as the weekend after, or more likely the weekend after that. Okay, so one to two weeks away from people who are... Who, yeah, from people who are, yeah, when this comes out, one to two weeks from this. Yeah, there'll be a Twitch stream... Uh, Twitch.tv slash Kaiser? Kaiser, yeah. K-Y-Z-Z-E-R. Yeah. K-Y-Z-Z-E-R. There you go. And it'll probably go up to YouTube as well, though. Yes. And we are quite good at looking at the chat, so if you do drop by, we'll keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah, we have been by. doing streaming a lot more than we've been doing YouTube. And a lot more than yeah, we do in the podcast. Yeah. It's a bit easier to jump on and do it. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's... Uh, that said, yeah, because we opened up this podcast with not many YouTube videos have gone up, and mm. that's because I've been moving and busy. <clears throat> but Yeah. So, if you're around at the time, in fact, if you subscribe, then it should pop up with a notification that we're streaming, so you won't miss anything. And I think it stays as a VOD afterwards, automatically, right? Yeah, for a f I think it's for a week or two. Uh, Twitch automatically uh, saves it for a week or two, and it'll stay there, And but then they auto-delete after a while. Gotcha. Limited time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I think that's probably a good place to end it. We've, uh, we have we transitioned to talking about Warhammer, but I, I actually yeah, I really... Yeah, expect that. We had other transitions, but no. No, just <laughs> we, right from anime to Warhammer. Yeah, very close. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of... The... the the Astartes are kind of anime. Yes. There's some people that will be very fucking <laughs> pissed about that statement. Oh, God. Uh, All right. Any final thoughts, or shall we end it there? Uh, oh, we, we watched Cowboy. We watched Cowboy. Oh, did we watch the last episode of Cowboy Bebop? Okay, apparently I watched the last episode and forgot about it. Apparently he got shot. There was, there was a lot of shooting in that last episode. I'm guessing main character got shot. Spike Spiegel. Yeah, he gets shot multiple times, but that's... Oh! You And, like, white light coming down the staircase, you know. But you I remember think the I scene? I really didn't like it. It is a, quite a vague ending. Um, See, so if you're oh, looking for some kind of, like, definitive end to the series, then... Yeah, you're not going to get that, but... Anyway. Alright. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> On that slightly confused note, um, this is going to be the end of episode 94 of the TMCJ podcast. Thank you all for listening, and you'll hear us again in two weeks for episode 95. Emperor Chan!